0: KJ, can you hear me? I
1: can. I'm here. Okay. Go um, right ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So, again, I am KJ Richards, author and um, certified life coach. Uh, I actually started an online community called SHE, uh, which stands for Seeing Herself Evolving. And that pretty much kind of stemmed from my own personal experience. Uh, just a crazy <laughs> marriage and divorce, um, which was uh, riddled with a lot of emotional, financial, and uh, psychological abuse. And I just knew that I didn't want women to go through the same situation I went through where I felt so alone and isolated. Um, so the community is pretty much designed to allow women to kind of break that cycle of, um, you know, dealing with relationship toxicity. And we do it by way of self-love. Um, So that has been going on for almost three years now. That's crazy. Um, It's just crazy to think that it's been that long. Um, And just, you know, being able to connect with women, provide resources, tools, and uh, a sounding board, really, uh, to just help them on their journey to personal growth and uh, self-love and just reclaiming who they are. That's me. And I love
0: all things about that. You know, like I explained to them, I've been... um, me we've, we've done some platforms together, um, mm-hmm. all, you know, all things self-love and I wanted to have you here on this, month um, uh, because, because we haven't spoken in a while, we haven't did anything together for a while, but I knew that mm-hmm. you had the community for self-love and since it's the 14 days of self-love that I've been doing myself, I said, what better way to, you know, do this is add an expert to on self-love, <laughs> um, um, everything self-love and so this is why I invited you now I'm not going to ask you what you're drinking because what they don't know is we're recording pretty late so <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not drinking anything right now um it's my bedtime. for those who know me know I'm in the bed like seven eight o'clock you know but oh wow I, yes <laughs> I, but wish. I am going through I have so much stuff going on and I had a I had a pre recorded video session girl i like i got tons of things going on so I was still up you know so I knew that I wasn't going to go to sleep early today so I was like okay this is good so I'm not going to ask you what you're drinking we are not having cocktails tonight we're I mean
1: like... I can pour a glass of wine if you want me to
0: <laughs> we're just going to no, girl I, girl I, I'm telling you it's like I cannot wait to finish so that I can go to bed <laughs> but you know I mean but I'm, like I said I'm so happy about um, talking to you Um I, what's going on with my microphone, because um, it's probably because it's late. Like, lady, you don't usually be on here at this time. <laughs> but um, usually, I like I said, I wanted to speak with you, and I just kind of wanted you to give the audience – your version of self-love, what it looks like, what it feels like, um, what you help your women, the women in your community with. Because I think most people think that self-love is all about getting your hair done, your nails done, Mm -hmm. you know, getting pampered. And like I try to tell so many different women in my community, no, you got to do a lot of things to, you know, to start your journey of self-love and it can't start with the outer. You know, a lot of that self-love right. is inner work. So tell mm-hmm. the audience, you know, what self-love looks like to you and how do you go about helping your women in your community?
1: All right. Well, I think that's a really good question for starters, because you are 100 percent right. A lot of times people look at self-love as going to get their nails done or running a bubble bath. And those things are great. That is a form of self-care, which encompasses self-love. Um, So definitely want to make sure that you do these things, especially if they make you feel good. But like you said, self-love is an internal job and it's something that really starts in the mind. Um, We, a lot of times, have been programmed, even from childhood, just dealing with so many negative um, things, whether it be intentional or not, that are kind of thrusted our way that make us feel a certain way about ourselves, that make us have those limiting beliefs, those feelings of self-doubt, that imposter syndrome kicks in for a lot of things with us. It's really important for us to do that work mentally to kind of reprogram and to rewire our way of thinking so that we can fully accept who we are. We can fully own who and whose we are um, because I do believe we are all children of God. Um, He created us in his image and we all have a purpose here on this earth. Um, So, you know, again, just acknowledging who and whose we are and being able to focus on that element, I think is kind of the key point to really being able to activate that energy of self-love. It's not just something that's mundane, the fluff, um, the sparks and, you know, the glitter and stuff on top. It's ugly. (laughs) A lot of times getting to that point, of being able to really hone in on that self-love because we have to face some truths about ourselves. We have to face some things that might not be so beautiful. Um, But being able to face those things and to work on them, to acknowledge them and really work headfirst on whatever it is that we've uncovered about ourselves, I think allows us to appreciate who we are that much more and to recognize the beauty within us. And that, to me, is just the starting point of self-love, activating it and, and really getting to the starting point.
0: And, you know, like like going back to that, I mean, growing up, the the healing that we do need is a lot of the healing that's from childhood trauma. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I think a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people don't like to go that far back. See, They want to heal, but they don't want to go all the way back. And right. I had to go back to find out the things that were triggering me in order for me to learn mm-hmm. how to love the new person I was. I had to not mm-hmm. be that little girl anymore. I had to say, you know, this is this is who I am and I'm gonna love all of me. The little girl in me, the teenager me, the 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 preteen, you know, all of the who I was in order for me to actually love the woman that mm-hmm. I was gonna become, I had to learn that. So I love when we get women together and explain that to them because a lot of, I mean, they just don't know that they think that self-care, you know, I get that all the time. Well, I'm going to do me. Well, what are you going to do for you?
1: Because you <laughs> right. got to
0: first start with inner stuff.
1: Who are you? First <laughs> you know, of all, and,
0: and most people are, and you know, and you know how I, 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 and it was so funny. I was just discussing this with my husband and you know, when his truck breaks down, he um gets really upset and he kind of takes it out on me. I said, your identity is tied to the truck. You have mm-hmm. you have nothing else, and that's what I say to my clients or to the women that I speak to when they tell me they never tell me who they are because they don't know who they are. They are mm-hmm. because their identity is tied to their husband, their children, the cold, their workers. You know, and I'm like, self love is not selfish. Just because I say that I do me, I actually do me. And I do me and I don't and I don't my identity is not tied to my son. You know, I love my son to death. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good mom. It just means he has his life and I have mine, you -hmm. know. So how do you help women break that habit? Because I know that you also teach them how to unlearn those old habits where they are codependent on others Mm -hmm. for their happiness, for their love. So they don't know what self-love looks like because they've always loved other people. They've never had taken, they have not taken the time to get to know themselves, get to love themselves. So it's hard for them to break the habit of, okay, Mm -hmm. the children are going to be okay. My husband, hubby is going to be okay. I'm going to do me really do me meaning I'm going to spend some time alone journaling. I'm going to listen to, you know, I'm going to do some meditation, but how do you help women who are just determined to stay in that cycle of losing their identity to their family, their job or whatever, you know, being a caretaker, whatever they're doing, how do you help them break those habits?
1: Well, the first thing is they actually have to want the help. Um, so I don't, beg and plead anybody to come be a part of the community. Um, If it's 5,000 people within the community and only one of them is talking, that's the one who is actively seeking out some help with some area in her life at that time. Um, So I look at it that way Mm -hmm. to start out. Um, Another thing that we really kind of focus on and you kind of touched on it earlier is identifying the triggers and things that cause certain you know emotions to evoke in your life Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of times when we are dealing with certain situations the way we handle them is based upon that phase or that time of our life when we first witnessed I guess you say the trigger the cause of that trigger Mm -hmm. so for example if you you know had someone who always told you that you were never as good as your your older sister and you heard this constantly from 12 on up when things start to trigger that emotion, you're responding as your 12-year-old self because that's where it first started. Mm -hmm. So you don't really know how to handle it as an adult because you've never dealt with it as an adult. You're Mm -hmm. still dealing with it as that child. Um, So that's another thing that we really try to focus on, being able to identify the triggers um, when they started to come up and really kind of progressing from there. Um, We also talk a lot about attachment styles because I think that that is, A huge component in how we kind of maneuver through relationships. Um, If you have, you know, that avoidance, detachment rather, I don't even want to call it an attachment style. If you're avoiding things and not wanting to deal with them head on, or if you're one that is anxious and constantly thinking if you do one thing wrong, somebody's going to leave you. So all of those things kind of tie in together. And I think it's really important to kind of take those key elements and start to string it all together so that you can really start to focus on the bigger picture um, and and really get down to who you are as a person. Start to uncover those things. Um, One of the most recent workshops that we just did is called NEXT. Um, So it really kind of helped the women who participated in this particular uh, masterclass that we did. It helped you to kind of uncover A lot of those uh, hidden things that you may not even have been aware of yourself Um, and just kind of having, you know, these women come together, holding each other accountable to make sure that they were doing the assignments that were done for them, um, understanding the difference between self-love and Mm -hmm. self-care, understanding what those triggers were for them and how to really start to shift their mindset, how to start to manifest you know, certain things that they wanted in their lives. It was all really, really important. So it's a lot of different things that we talk about, but um, just getting down to the root of those things initially, um, those are some of the key things that we do. And,
0: you know, going back to the little girl and the women in us, you know, I, like rejection was hard for me, mm. you know, so I, I, I and I didn't know that it stemmed from childhood, you know, I didn't know that until years later that, you know, after therapy and going through the healing that, okay, I hated being rejected. So I did everything. I, I, I wanted to be the one, you know, I paid for all the dinners. I, you know, made sure that Mm -hmm. I invited everybody to my house. I had to volunteer for everything because I did not like rejection. And so a lot of women don't realize when I, like when I'm out by myself, you know, if, you know, I used to go on vacation by myself, and people were like, "Well, who are you going to talk to? Myself?" <laughs> like because I realized and that then. I I won't reject me, so mm-hmm. I don't have the, the the patience to you know, you know, bring people into my life in order for them to reject me. So I stopped for a long time. I put a wall up. Excuse me. And I was just like, you know, I, this is not, I can't, I'm not going to deal with you. So I didn't let anybody in. So what I think women, like you said, they, we have this, these, they don't want to go that far back to when mommy and daddy, because what we are trained to believe is mommy and daddy put a roof over our head. That's uh-huh. it they, they know the, what they were the world's best parents because they did the bare minimum of what dss would consider good so they won't take us that's how i like to say it now i'm like you did what you needed to do so dss wouldn't come get us but you didn't do it should be a crime shame that parents are not charged for not loving their kids emotionally and do you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> i mean and I a lot of times kids. even with some of these parents They don't know how because they've never seen it. So that's a whole nother cycle. And that's where it's so important for us to foster on that self-love so that you can break that cycle.
0: Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. We need to break that because I don't believe my parents knew anything about self-love. And I know for a fact that my dad was an orphan. So he had parents, but then they kicked him out. And then he went to the military when he was like 14, not about his age. Like he was from mm. foster home to foster home. So he didn't know how to love his children because he was a bum because he, he was always taught he was a bum. So mm. he abandoned, everybody abandoned him. So he did the same thing to us. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So he wasn't able to teach us. And in my, and I don't even think in my mother's, um, situation, I don't even think they talked about it. You know, my grandmother's from the country. I it was just like, hey, we 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 here, we we feeding you, you that, that's how we show love. <laughs> you ate, you know. We bought you some clothes. You got some. You got a roof over here. Cause every time me and my mom, you good. You know, we get into <laughs> it. That's the first thing she'll say when we get into it. She'll say, "Well, I was a good mom because I made sure y'all had everything." Uh you did, and I'll never take that from you. But you ain't taught me nothing emotionally. Mm. Okay, I'm sorry, sis, but you did. You know, I have to tell her that. Like you didn't we don't know any we didn't know anything. I had to learn that stuff. And so when you're dealing with these women, they probably were just like me. We were unruly. We are we wouldn't we were not accepting. We don't want to take responsibility. How do you deal with the women that say because I know when I get clients that come to me for the first time and I start asking. This is why I changed from being a business coach to just a transformation coach. I dropped the business part off because I got tired of dealing with women who wanted. They just wanted me to help them with the website, help them with the EIN number, help them get their LLC, and then that was it. Then my thing is, you come back to me. You had this beautiful website, but you you you're mad because you ain't got no sale. Well, because you got no sale, mm-hmm. because your mind bad. So now you're gonna fail in business because if you don't get a sale, entrepreneurship is hard. You it's have very to be mentally ready for the days that nothing happens.
1: <laughs> you mm. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> and there I, will be a lot of those days. It's
0: going to be a lot of those days. So how do you deal with women who come in trying to be so demanding? Like, well, this is not working for me. Do you get those women who are, you know, w- want that microwave doing? Or do you really get the women that come to you that say, hey, I'm ready to do this. I am ready to practice self-love. I'm ready to learn all about myself. Do you, which one, which, which of the more do you get those women or the women that are like very hesitant, don't want to do anything. Just want it fast. Uh,
1: If you're hesitant and you want it fast, I'm not the coach for you. That's right. Um, It is one of those things where I make it very clear that healing is a process. It's not a one and done. If you want that drive through, Type healing. Feel free to find a YouTube coach or whatever you need to do <laughs> to get what you need, but I, I, that's not something I can provide, and I feel like I'm pretty straightforward about that. Um, a lot of the women, thankfully, that I have dealt with, they're usually at the point where they are ready. They're ready not only to take that step, but I think it's important for them to understand it's not a commitment to me. I'm here to help you out however I can. It's a commitment to yourself. My main goal is just to make sure that you have the support, the tools, and the resources that you need to get to that level that you want to be at because it's very difficult to do it by yourself if you don't have that support system around you to really make sure you have what you need to get to that next step. If, you know, like we mentioned before, you have a ton of people who are still stuck in trauma and angry, whatever the situation may be, mm-hmm. it's not really going to be the best support for you in your journey because then that creates the rut. <laughs> you start to yes. feel stuck in a situation and eventually it's just like, I, I really don't I don't have the bandwidth for it. Yeah. Um, I do have one in particular that I can think of, though. She's so committed to really wanting to grow and I've seen so much growth in her since the start, but for the longest (laughs) she just had this resentment that she held on to from her ex. Um, and I think at some point it finally clicked. I I usually do, if I do any one-on-ones with clients, we'll do a release exercise. So it's basically you writing down every single thought that comes to mind. doesn't matter how angry or whatever it is, whatever comes out of you, it needs to hit that paper. Mm -hmm. And I made them read it aloud. Um, I think once they read it aloud, they hear the things yeah. that are in them. It, it, it gives it a, a voice. It gives it a personality and it starts to hit them a little bit harder. And I think once that was done, it kind of, that, that light bulb kind of went off for her. Like, okay, yeah. I see what we're doing here. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I do that <laughs> and it the, was a lot journaling for the clients when we do journaling. Yeah, I do that for it,
1: them I, too. I feel like it helps so much. And just with her, you know, it was finally like she was able to start releasing a lot of that anger. Mm-hmm. And I think she also realized that a lot of the anger wasn't even with her ex, it was with herself. Exactly. Um, so being Yeah, being able to release that guilt that she had for feeling like she put herself in that situation. Um, you know, it, at, at the end of the day, you did what you could with what you knew at the time. Exactly. Um, so her being able to have that revelation, I think just really helped her on her journey. And I'm just kind of pinpointing her out because she stood out in my mind, but mm-hmm. again, just seeing her growth, um, through the entire process of us, um, doing a lot of one-on-one coaching has been tremendous. So that's awesome. I said all that yeah, <laughs> well, you know, before that, you know. get
0: to that, I'm glad because I was going to go to segue into, let's talk about, we talked about the parents, we talked about, um, you know, you know, growing up or whatever, but let's get to the part of having been in bad relationships because mm-hmm. I think a lot of women who suffer bad relationships. Um, I had a sister that reached out to me on my, in my Facebook group. She was like, I'm overthinking these new relationships because I've been hurt by the old ones. Mm-hmm. And like I explained to her, you are going to think yourself right out of that relationship. Yep. Because every man is not a bad man and every woman is not a sorry woman. It's just mm-hmm. the individuals that get together. And um, with, I've never really had a relationship where it ended badly or hor- horribly. I am in my 17 year marriage where at the beginning, it was the fussing, the cussing, the fighting, the throwing the clothes, the get the hell out of my house. We had a rough time because, one, we both were didn't know each other well, but he mm-hmm. was an unhealed little boy. still is. I love my husband to death, but he's very unhealed. And I definitely was an unhealed woman, little girl at the time. And so I didn't particularly have the bad relationship, so we didn't – you know, I'm not broken up with him or anything like that, but explain that to the audience. Like for those who are right now, either on the verge of breaking up with someone and they hate their guts and then, and they feel mm. guilty because they think I should have known better. What well, everybody doesn't know better at the time. Cause me and my husband are still together 17 years later after my first, um, My first uh, CDV and I, you know, a lot of people don't really realize that, but I I got CDVs. Like I've never in my life fought a guy, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like I was so unhealed that that's the way I handled stuff, you know? But when I started learning Mm -hmm. me now, when we have, I don't call them arguments. I call them discussions. Now when we Mm -hmm. have a discussion. I say, you know, okay, well, Hey, me, you're going to agree to disagree. I, I, I I nip it. We're going to agree to disagree. Even though I'm right, you're going, we're going to still disagree. <laughs> we're going to still disagree. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I haven't had a relationship where I was so pissed off with somebody who did me so dirty. So I really don't know what that's like because I usually
1: for Well, girl, them. I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you tell the women in the audience who are right now on the verge of trying to get their butts out of these bad relationships and not feel guilty on the way out because I think a lot of women get that. I'm smart. How did I get mixed up with this type of joker? You
1: and know? that's exactly how I felt. Okay. Um, and I think that the biggest thing that we have to remember, because you said guilty for leaving the situation, mm-hmm. um, love is a decision. Yeah. That's the first thing that we have to remember. Um, and in making that decision, you should choose yourself every single time. That's right. Um, so just want to make that preface. Um, I'll speak a little bit about myself. You don't mind me no, kind of no, laying no, it out there, do you the guest, girl? You're the guest. <laughs> so I will make this whole uh story very brief because it honestly seemed like a Tyler Perry movie. Oh, um, I just think it's amazing that I can really kind of sit back and laugh about it mm-hmm. now, but um, I won't even say I'm fully healed. I don't feel like you ever fully healed. There's some scars that are usually left, but you have to be able to find the beauty in those exactly. scars. So that's where I'm at now. Um, but I um was with someone, my my ex, I was with him for five years. Um, that's we dated for five years. We were engaged for a year and a half and married for a grand total of eleven months. Oh. Um <laughs> it just so happened that he was le lead, uh, leading a secret life a life that I really knew nothing about um and in hindsight I'm looking back like man that was like dead in my face and I did not even realize it we actually had um a massage business that we had started together and I laughed about I even brought it to his attention that day I was like a woman called and she said she was applying for the position and she was a good hoe and she knew how to I was like what in the world is this lady talking about like this is not what we need for a therapist. Come to find out behind my back, he was trying to turn the business into basically a prostitution rings. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, he, he had a mistress. Uh, once everything kind of hit the fan, he moved all the money out of the account. Um, he stole like all the electronic devices out of the house, basically took me through hell and back. Like I said, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. financially, um, and it really all boiled down to this sexual addiction that he had um that allowed him to really kind of put that as well as his love for money in front of what was supposed to be our forever mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so just dealing with all of that, it literally like skyrocketed in probably a matter of seventy two hours, mm. and my life changed so instantly like whoa I wasn't even prepared for all of this it just really seemed like disbelief um once the divorce process happened you know I was one of those women who sat there like man how did I let this happen how did I not know you know I did all these things with well I saw this at one point and I still chose to marry him like why would I do that to myself and I have a daughter like why would I do? I was so angry with myself for a very long time, guilting myself into things. Yeah. And when I finally started to focus on me and not the situation, I started to realize that girl, all of that was going to happen <laughs> one yeah. way or the other. Exactly. His true self was going to come out. Mm-hmm. You cannot continuously beat yourself up over that situation. Right. Um, it became a thing where I was also very angry, like I said earlier, just kind of feeling like, man, my daughter went through this, and I you know I did this, and it. My daughter was my strongest support system throughout the entire situation, and I feel like in all of that, I did the best I could to protect her, mm-hmm. um but with her seeing me really stay strong and to put me first and to know that I also... Considered her, she was a priority. I think that just made things so much better. And again, self love, like it, love period, is a decision, and you have to choose yourself every single and time. He was a
0: jackass, regardless, <laughs> whether you were going to be with him or not. He was a jackass to the lady he was with. He's a jackass with mm-hmm. you. He's just a jackass. His mama a jackass. His daddy a jackass. Cause he raised him. <laughs> I hate me like that, girl. You—you you just this—the first time I ever heard that from you.
1: <laughs> well, he is—he's living in his truth now. It's so crazy how all of this kind of came full circle. But um, I remember I, sometimes, usually when water's flowing, that's when I have like my best, like brain, like burst, if mm-hmm. you will. And I just remember. At one point, like washing the dishes and I was thinking to myself, like, God, just make sure that I'm able to notice the signs and to just walk away. That's don't right. don't sit here and allow your emotions to take hold and mm-hmm. like mid and mid thought. I heard God say, why would you even pray for that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. it's like instead pray for love you don't have to walk away from. Exactly. And I was like, wow, Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing all of this, you know, inner work on myself. The one thing that I forgot, especially when it comes to loving others, is that you got to shift your mindset on that, too. Mm -hmm. And when you're ready to walk into that healthy relationship, not just with yourself, but with others, you have to remember that that is all mental. That's a decision. Don't focus so much on the negative that you forget that there is positive out there. Like you said before, everybody's not the same. And when you start to think negatively all the time, Mm -hmm. guess what? Thoughts become things and you start to attract those things. So it's so important. That's exactly what
0: they're telling the young lady. Like you had a man, you know, that was probably no good, but that doesn't mean the other one is not going to be any good.
1: Exactly. You can't
0: pray because I'm pretty sure you're praying for someone new, but then God brings you somebody. and Now, all of a sudden you're trying to figure out. And I think, okay, and I think that's what women are doing right now. And I think that's probably what keeps them from being in relationships, because what they're doing is trying to spot red flags. Mhm. They're trying to so spot focused on them. it Fixated. They're so focused on. Let me see the red flag. If he don't come right back in thirty minutes, let me see the red flag, girl. You gonna spend the whole day looking for red flags? Looking
1: good. for red flags. And ain't gonna
0: be. Nothing. He gonna throw the white flag. The deuce. Yep. out
1: and be done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because, I mean, you're so busy focused on the red flag, you know, and it's so crazy because now you're ruining the relationship Mm -hmm. that you're having. And, you know, like the young lady said in my group, she was like, I just keep overthinking. I'm overthinking. But you are choosing to think those thoughts.
1: Yeah, It's a decision. And you have to learn to actually be present in the moment. I dealt a lot with anxiety after that whole situation. And I just remember being in the grocery store and I'm like oh my god because like I said he had an addiction so I would like walk through the grocery store thinking like these people they don't know me from Adam but yeah. in my mind it was he probably was with this person yeah. oh my god this yeah. person they're looking at me and I remember literally having to walk out of the grocery store one day and I was oh. in tears and I had to learn to be present in Sorry. the moment We're going because to the grocery when
0: you
1: start <laughs> and nobody <laughs> and it was like just girl, you're in the grocery store. What triggered you at that moment? What was it about that person that triggered you? And Anxiety causes you to think into the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't control the future. The only thing you can focus on is the right now. And If you you. really pay attention to what's happening right now Mm -hmm. and stop worrying so much about those red flags, stop worrying so much about what everybody else is doing Mm -hmm. and focus on you and what's happening for you in that moment, you can appreciate it so much more.
0: And when you're prayed already, you, when you're praying for your new man or your new woman, whatever you, you're, you're doing, think about God. If you're mm-hmm. praying for him and God happens to put you in a situation where you meet him. So now you're doubting God. So that's all you're doing because if mm-hmm. you're constantly looking for those red flags and let me make sure that this guy's not like the other guy. And, but then you just pray for this guy and you happen to meet him at the grocery store. And you'd be like, ah, you know, we went to the grocery store, we had a first. Yeah, it might not work out, but you're going to have to get through a bunch of frogs before you get to your prince. Mm-hmm.
1: And it's going to yep. take a and, while. Yep. And one thing that'll really help you out is if you think about, well, what made you choose your ex? What was it about those things? Was Girl. it, like you said before, were you super like, full of rejection yes. and he was one that like didn't create that feeling of rejection what was it that made you choose your ex, you heard, the ex I don't know before if you saw him. her
0: conversation me and her conversation in the group but that's the thing I told her I said well then during the time that you are waiting on this person stop focusing on trying to find a man see that's another mm-hmm. thing so so many women are so co dependent on being in a relationship mm-hmm. and they always say to me well you just saying that because you married but sometimes you can be married and be lonely in it
1: yeah, girl.
0: <laughs> I, 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 let me get I, I, that was a word because I I have been that way. My husband is not the lovey dubby. I, you know, his, his, his love language is I'm gonna buy you this whole car. Don't talk to me later. <laughs> and he'll <don't> walk away. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He'll do anything for me. So his love language is buying me gifts. So when I had decided that I didn't want gifts anymore, that I want to hug, I want to walk down the street, you know, holding hands, I want people to know you, me, and you you know, booed up. He almost went nuts Like, oh god! because that's not his love language. So Mm -hmm. I had to, but see, I didn't know that that was my love language until I decided to start before, you know, once we stopped the fussing and the cussing, I started focusing on myself and guess what the car, he could buy me a car, but uh, we're not riding. And you know, (laughs) he bought me a pocketbook, but that wears off. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So when I started focusing on the fact that you know what, I kind of like seeing people with the you know I'm with her and he with me shirts. You know, he already told me we if it do that. So it ask. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I kind of started thinking that you know you pat me on the butt in front of everybody, you giving me a kiss in front of everybody. Like I'm like, you know what, I kind of like this.
1: You um, like physical touch, quality time. Because
0: of, remember, I'm a I'm a rejected little girl. Mm -hmm. So I need to now know that, see, I thought he loved me because he bought me a car, but my relationship was transactional. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: when I, like I explained to the young lady, you stop looking for a man, stop looking for whatever you're looking for and go look for yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. You're
0: somewhere out there needing to be found. And you're only going to do that is if you start to focus on what you want. See, because you don't mm-hmm. have those red, you don't have to look for red flags. If you already know what you want.
1: Know exactly what you want. Yep. And when I actually decided that I was ready to kind of step back out into the dating world, it wasn't even intentionally to look for a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was mm-hmm. not my MO. My main goal was to really rediscover who I was exactly. post-divorce. Yeah. and And i really don't do that but
0: see you ever get those women who well i just need
1: ready to tie themselves into another relationship
0: girl please like girl you can put some pillows between your legs you don't need nobody nobody (laughs) like sit down some way you know i like to say sex and all of that anyway i mean i enjoy it but when i when i i I stayed i didn't have sex for a year before i met my husband Mm. and because i was always a mistress So I had Mm. decided that, you know what, for a year, like, matter of fact, the guy that I dealt with before I met my husband, I told him, I said, I love being with you. You are like a, like you're, I had to literally step back from him because I was literally falling hard for this, this lady's husband. Mm. And so I stayed for a whole entire year. I didn't have sex. I didn't date, you know? And then all of a sudden I met my husband, you know, and we got married in 30 days. So we didn't even oh, know. Oh wow. Girl, yeah. And you've know, been
1: together for fifteen years.
0: Seventeen girl.
1: Wow. <laughs> girl,
0: we ain't know each other from Adam. He just said to want me one day, because like, I told me he he ain't got a romantic bone in his body. You wanna get married. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. All dumb, like. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. But you know what? I kinda still thank God sent him to me. Even though we had to go through that all of that stuff, but we only went through everything we went through because we both were unhealed people. Mm -hmm. But I didn't go looking for, because when I met him, I taught him how to treat me. So when mm-hmm. so when me, women always ask me, girl, I wish I had your husband. I said, girl, I had to fight to put him this way. That's why I tell a woman, you, you mess with my husband, I'm going to kill you. I'm fighting by mine. I'm going to fight. That's a lot of hard work I put up with. I ain't you. I ain't just giving up on mine. I'm sorry, ladies, right. I'm not doing it. Okay? I ain't doing that mistress mess. I ain't doing none of that. I'm going to chop your neck off. I'm just going to get you. <laughs> That's my hard work. We're going to die together. Okay? That's how we're going out. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? I knew what I wanted when he met, when I met him, I knew that I liked going out to dinner because I, I was taking myself out. I was taking mm-hmm. myself out of town. I was treating myself to beautiful um, things. I would get dressed up and people are like, where well, you going? Know, I'm going to the beach. You know, I yep. did those things. So when he met me, you needed to do those things too.
1: Mm-hmm. and, and, and you them. need to either meet them or exceed them
0: exactly. and he has done that and a lot of things I taught him but when women always ask me girl you got a good man I, yeah because I was good to myself first so that's how they have to be before they can go out here and jump into another relationship but, it, but see and the reason why they're codependent that's another cycle and that's another type of yep. illness that you have codependent. to break Mm-hmm. because you could be co-dependent on your children. You could be co-dependent yep. on your parents. You need, if you're co-dependent on a man, you just have to have a man. You're going to always have to have trouble. And so if you don't find who you are, you're never going to get anybody that's going to treat you like you need to be treated. So right. how do you, you know, to wrap things up, how do you, when the women come to you with, when they're going through the bad, the bad breakups, Um, what about the women that stay in these relationships and hope that the spouse changes, you know, I, I, I see that a lot with women, you know, they, you know, they have this knockout drag out, and then the next day that they're together, they're holding hands, or they doing this, but then the next day, oh, he left me, I'm crying, because I haven't heard from him in two hours, and blah, 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 how do you start to talk to your women when they're coming to you, they want to stay in the marriage, but they also try to want to kind of want to work on the self love aspect of it. Are you telling them to get out of the marriage, or are you telling them, hey, you know, maybe you need to work on this when you're, you know, how do you how do you work with that? Do you have women that come to you that are still in marriages that they are codependent on and they want to stay in? That are being abused I, emotionally, not physically, because we would never tolerate that. Well,
1: to me, abuse is abuse. Oh, yes, it um. is, honey. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, but I'm,
0: well, I'm, if she had came to me, I'm like, girl, if you don't get out, I'm calling the police for you. But, because my husband emotionally used to abuse me, you know, saying, mm-hmm. saying the same words my mom would say. So that mm. would totally trigger me. So when he would say, well, ain't no, you know, you ain't shit. And I'm like, okay, that's what I heard. But see, I would laugh it off, because all what I would mm-hmm. say is, My mama would say that to me and she's the best person I know. So now you Mm. don't hurt me. So how do you deal with those women that come to you who are in between?
1: Well, I would never tell anybody to leave a relationship Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of times people aren't ready to hear that. Um, What I would tell them though is that one, take your power back. That's right. Because if you are allowing somebody that much control over the outcome of your life, that's an issue um two if you're still married are you the only one married <laughs> because yes, you marriage be the only takes two married. people mm-hmm. right marriage takes two people and if you're the only one fighting for this marriage because marriage also takes work from those two people mm-hmm. If you're the only one fighting what are you fighting for Um, So those are some things to consider. Now, you can take that information if you want and make the decision on whether or not you want to leave that marriage, but that decision is going to be completely up to you. Three, after you take back your power and figure out who's in this marriage, I think it's important for you to start to choose yourself so that you can be chosen. Um, It's really, really important to me to make sure that you again, don't sit here and allow someone to have that much control over your life, over your mental to where you basically relinquish any and everything that you do in your life. I think it's so important to make sure that you focus on, um, I'll, I'll say it as it did uh, in the next workshop, you got to get out of emotional debt. <laughs> so um, make sure that, You aren't doing things that are emotionally taxing on your mind, on your body, your productivity, uh, and allowing, again, someone to have that much power over you. That is emotional debt. Um, So make sure that you're able to um, not suppress the emotion, um, but really let any and everything come up for you so that you can figure out what that next move is that you need to make. You also need to make sure that you're not projecting that emotion um, because if you're trying to basically, I don't know, lash out at the kids because your husband mm-hmm. didn't say whatever to you that day,' like don't don't project those emotions on it. on what's going on with you. Um, and then also make sure that you process what's happening. Um, make sure you understand that divorce is okay. If you're in a relationship, breaking up is okay. Mm -hmm. Starting over is okay. And sometimes we have to start over multiple times. And like you said before, some women are just really out here just, oh, I need a man, I need a man. Being alone is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Staying where you are, where you are allowing that emotional debt to take over, where you're allowing somebody to have that much power over you, where you're not valued or appreciated, that's not okay. So it's important for us to get rid of that debt to make sure that we're reclaiming our power and choosing ourselves so that we can do what's best for us.
0: I love that. Get out of emotional debt. Girl, you know I might use that as a live. You know that, right?
1: Go ahead. Girl, I'm gonna put another little
0: spit on that thing, but let me write that down, girl. That thing I like that. Get out of emotional debt. And I and I think I may use that doing this self love, um, series because that's exactly that's the that's
1: that's it yeah because if you really think about it i mean people holler that they broke all day but a lot of times with emotional debt not only are you broke but you broke in you got to start working on stuff to really fix and rebuild so that you're better than where you started
0: yeah because you're broke broke in period you're Mm broken and you need to heal that emotional baggage you know, before you can get, you know, I don't, I don't even know why women think or men too think that they, they could just jump into these relationships and they and they, you and they raggedy, y'all raggedy, y'all yep, messed up.
1: Yeah, And if you really think about it, on the subject matter of debt, it's kind of at the top of mind because, like I said, we did that workshop. Either way, you're gonna end up paying for it, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you're not paying um, that interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make sure that you are doing what you need to do. Um, to get out and to to really elevate yourself, yeah, to love activate that. that self-love.
0: Exactly. I love that. That That is awesome. I, now that, I love emotional. Girl, girl <laughs> I got to run with that girl. That was good. That was good. <laughs> well, I you can am. Yeah, I, you'll hear about it. You'll see it. You know you will, girl. Good Lord. Because that was good. I mean, emotional dead. Like, you never think about that. And I never thought about it saying, you know, say, in saying it in, in that particular way. You're in emotional debt right now. And a lot of people are bringing on, you know, just like how when you are financially in debt, you mm-hmm. keep adding to so
1: it. Mm-hmm. So now you
0: want a new man. Now you got, because guess what? He might not be the same man, but if you are emotionally. You know, um, challenge.
1: Already them. at a deficit. Thank
0: you. That's the word I was looking <laughs> for. That is the exact word I was going. I was looking for. Now you add him to it, and he, and so because people they vibe off each other.
1: I always mm-hmm. tell you,
0: people treat you how you allow them to treat you.
1: Uh huh. So if
0: you come into the relationship, and and and, and to wrap this up, I had a uh, I had a, 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 a friend. She was a friend of mine's when I first met her. She would say to me, you know, I don't need no man to do nothing for me. I got my own because people, it's women like you who be making it hard for us girls. I said, well, I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm not washing my own car when he can do it. I'm not putting <laughs> gas in my car if he can do it. Because I'm going right. to and make sure he good. But at least you can do is get up off your butt and go wash my car. So for a long time, she didn't realize that she deserved that. Mm. And one day she, I, she had a guy at her house. He literally was washing his car at her house using her water. Mm-mm. Girl, I went up, girl, I said, girl, if you don't turn that water off on him, he don't pay no water bill. He ain't even washing your car. I said, you deserve for men to treat you like this. You deserve this. You have to realize you deserve what you are asking for. So the next, you were week, teaching
1: him how to treat you. you.
0: So when he was treating, when he was washing his car, with your water because you allowed it dummy you can't <laughs> you can't say i can't find no man you know you can't find no man because you're always constantly getting men that fight, look, love women like you well he,
1: that's that's the problem you keep looking for, looking a, man. for a man
0: instead of sitting oh this one couldn't sit her tail down and save her life honey i'm
1: bored.
0: <laughs> i'm lonely i said girl watch tv Girl, learn about yourself. And to this day, still over there lonely. But that's a whole other story. But the long story (laughs) short, got to the new man. She's so busy making the same mistakes with the new man till the new man ran off and got married to another woman. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I literally witnessed this. And that's the thing. And I would tell her constantly, you cannot do this. You cannot treat him. Now, he was the man who was coming in, paying the bills. He was the man who was buying her flowers. He was the man that was taking her on trips and ran the dude off. Ran him off. Mm. And he ran right into another arm of another woman and got married.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Okay? And and that's the thing. All because, going back to the original girl that we were talking about earlier, the girl in my group, trying to put that red flag on him. Mm. You know? So, that, that it still had that emotional baggage from the old man. You know, so you got to let some of that stuff go, ladies. Y'all got to, in order to love yourself, you're going to have to love who you are as a yeah. person first in order for the person that you're going to get to love you. People vibe off of their, they know your vibes. If you come mm-hmm. off with these, I'm a needy vibe person, they're going to treat you just like that. Yep. She needy. You know, and if you, but you, if you tell, like I tell people, my husband, I taught my husband how to treat me because I knew how I treated myself. And that's what happened. And when it, we stopped the cussing and the fussing, when I started to work on myself even more, that some of the arguments that we were having were so dumb. Mm. They were dumb. I mean, I would argue literally over him moving my pillow because I'm, re- oh, wow. girl, I'm OCD. But see, I I didn't, I hadn't got anything, but I hadn't got it healed yet. You know, I hadn't got it checked yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm very OCD. And if you would move a pillow, like I could walk in the house and and, and do a whole parameter in the whole house to tell you everything that was moved in just one step. And I would have arguments like that. And when I started getting healed, I said, you know what? This is stupid. A pillow. I'm going to run my man off about a pillow. You know? (laughs) So when I started working on myself, is that pillow really worth not having a man? A pillow. You know, I had to start talking to myself like, come on, dummy. A pillow. (laughs) (laughs) You know, move the pillow. Just move the whole pillow. You, want to see the pillow you know, guess what? I worked on me, it was inwards. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, ladies, this is what we're telling you you got to work on yourself that's inside of you. You got to get out of that emotional debt that I work out oh, again. That's, that's, my, that's my new jam. Y'all, you just don't know. That's my new jam, <laughs> KJ. That's my new jam, girl. I'm gonna find a way to incorporate that into a live. You hear me? I am gonna get that, but you got to get out. <laughs> Right. emotion of debt first ladies and so mm-hmm. if you have any parting words for them um i'll get the links and stuff from you to put in the the, the podcast notes but you know if the I tell them how they can reach you and if you have any advice for them you know during this next couple of days of the well, this month because like i explained to them in my live the other day self-love shouldn't just be money you know February first to the fourteenth. It needs to be every it should single be day. Year round year. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go ahead and give them some advice, you know, let them know where they can um contact you and where they can, you know, join your group and stuff like that. And like I said ladies, I'll put the link to her group in the show notes. So when you go to um subscribe hit that comment button <laughs> and give me five <laughs> Go ahead and read her stuff there. So just go ahead and tell them um, where they can reach you and
1: yes, ma'am. give
0: them some advice so, before we get off this phone.
1: Okay. So um, again, the name is KJ. The website is KJRichardsOnline.com. So that's where you can find books, resources, all that other good stuff, bio about me to find out more about who I am. Uh, The coaching community is uh, called She, Seeing Herself Evolving. Um, And that is the name on, right now I'm just doing Instagram. I I don't have the bandwidth for everything else. (laughs) Instagram um, and Facebook, there is a free online um, community. Um, But that coaching community is monthly and it provides you so many more resources. Uh, I named the Facebook group Self-Love Starts Here for a reason because that is a great starting point to really kind of stick your big toe in and really figure out what it is that you want on this journey. Um, But uh, that coaching community, and like you said, uh, the link will be provided, but it's sheisme.mn.co. So there uh, you get group sessions because I believe it's so important to have an accountability crew. Um, there are monthly masterminds, and you actually did one of those before. I'm um, in the community, so we have that. Um, right now, we're actually doing a Valentine's Day swap. Uh, swap, excuse me, so that um, you kind of get to have your accountability crew really show some love. So they're all doing like a secret swap right now um, on gifts for Valentine's Day. Uh, but a lot of resources again available there. Um, you know, just making sure that the community allows you to see that you are supported and loved and celebrated. Um, So parting words from me, I would definitely say that I hope you understand that even from my situation, just as brief, you know, as we covered, um, even with your marriage that you can always change the narrative in your story. You can always change that viewpoint. Uh, It's up to you to make sure that you make the right choice for yourself Um, and understand that even though sometimes situations may seem a little difficult, you're usually under divine pressure at that time. Mm -hmm. Because in that process, if you go through it, living in the moment, (laughs) understanding the why behind it, you're able to birth something really beautiful. And just make sure Um. also, as we talked about dating, that if you only put your energy into things that you have a future with, it will save you so much time and heartache. Um, make sure that everything is intentional with what you do and it aligns with what that future is that you really desire to see. So when you do that, um, make sure that, you understand that it's okay to leave whatever is in the past in the past and really embrace that life that you want and you choose. Um, So those would be my parting words.
0: Well, I thank you for that. Um, Ladies again, or gentlemen, I mean, cause this can be both, um, both ways. So I'm not going to leave the men out.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> I thank you all for tuning in um, with us. Cause we are some tired sisters
1: <laughs> and I thank I you I promise so much. you as soon as I hit that pillow I'll Girl, probably be asleep in like three minutes you ain't got to
0: worry about <laughs> me because I'll be right behind you I know my poor puppy is sitting outside the door while I'm in my office and he's like "Ma, you literally are going to be up this late like we we still up this is what we doing you know but I thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of cocktails and conversations without the cocktails because we are going to bed um, yeah <laughs> but I (laughs) thank you for staying up so late with me and um, getting this this done because it was a really good conversation and I am so busy next week that it's not even funny but I wanted to get you on here because I knew that you were an expert in these things and I thank you for sharing <laughs> your story and being so transparent with us it was awesome I really thank you for that and I think that no help somebody all. out there in the audience to you know do what they need to do and not feel guilty it's okay to leave these relationships you don't need to feel guilty yes, about
1: it yes it is 100% okay to choose you every single time exactly
0: so thank you again for tuning in you all know where to reach me always remember I rooting for you. I am praying for you. I cannot wait to see
1: what God is going to do with you and for you.